One Step Forward with Dalton and Sam, helping you take one step forward in your life today. Well, welcome uh, TA to One Step Forward with Sam and Dalton. And we're, we want to help people take one step forward in their spiritual lives and yeah, it is just a pleasure and a joy to have you on, the Executive Director of Breakaway Ministries in Texas. Texas, it's its own country down there, right? Yeah. Right. But man, we're really glad just to have you here with us just for an important conversation today. Sam, man, do you want to ask the question that we've got yeah. today? Yeah, so we're going to take one step forward in purity and uh, just to help people understand T.A. a little bit more, he's the executive director of Breakaway Ministries in Texas A&M. It's one of the largest uh, college ministries that meet every Tuesday night. And so uh, T.A. gets to lead that since 2016. And so he is, uh, has a lot of knowledge about college students and even just this topic of purity. Mm-hmm. And so, as you know, T.A., like we all Christians, Jesus teaches us to be pure, especially with our eyes. But media, culture... Um, and porn has really made it difficult to really live that out. And, you know, typically people think it's a guy problem. But research has shown, even Barner Group has shown that women over the age 25 look at porn just as much as men. And so it's a huge issue in the church. It's not just outside the church. And we all want to honor God with our bodies and with our eyes. Um, so how can, what would you say, since you work with college students, you've also had your own um, struggles and issues with this. What can we do to take one step forward in being pure this week? Well, I, I don't want to go against the, the whole premise of just taking one step. I want to give two. I want to speak really to ministry leaders, but then also just people who are practically struggling with pornography. You know, uh, I read a book on Generation Z by James Emery White, and he talked about pornography being possibly the greatest source of immorality for Generation Z. And so what that just tells me is the church has to be talking about it, and the church has to be a safe place for people to really wrestle with pornography. If people are not speaking openly and honestly about it from the stage, then you're going to have a lot of people in the audience who don't feel the freedom to, to open up and be known by the church, especially for women. I mean, the percentage of women who are looking at pornography is far higher than we think it is. But talk about that being taboo among women. I mean, I remember talking about it at Breakaway and a girl saying, who, who, who would look at that? And um, so what that does is it, it isolates girls and they need to feel the freedom to speak openly in the church. But in terms of for people who might actually be struggling with pornography or just purity in general, um, I, I can't take credit for this, but a friend of mine, I was talking to a friend, his name's JD, and he positioned pornography in a way that I hadn't heard it positioned before. And he just said, pornography isn't your problem, it's your solution. So what he was saying is pornography isn't truly the problem. Pornography is just your solution to a deeper problem. And what he's saying is you really, if you want to to wage war on pornography, you have to identify what your ultimate problem is. Because so often we're just trying to manage behavior. It's like, okay, 
well, just get rid of your smartphone, which you might need to do. That actually might be a good step to take. But managing the, the behavior is only part of the solution. You know, there has to be a holistic process where change is happening in your head, in your heart, and in your hands. And so to identify the, the true problem, like your problem might be a fear of rejection. It might be self-hatred. It, it might be uh, control issues. You want to feel in control. Maybe you have a longing to feel significant and seen. The pornography just becomes the solution to the problem. And when you identify those problems, like for me, my struggle with pornography was rooted in this desire to feel desirable and to feel significant. And that's a legitimate desire that I was fulfilling in an illegitimate way. Ultimately, Jesus is the only one who can satisfy those deep longings. But we won't take those longings to Jesus until we first identify them as longings. So I just say that, you know, pornography isn't your problem. It's your solution to a deeper problem. So one of the best things that anyone can do this week is just pause and just say, okay, what's, what's a deeper problem? I'm not looking at porn just because I'm a hormonal guy. I'm looking at porn because there's there's a fear of rejection in me. I'm never rejected in a fantasy world, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So that, that's my encouragement. Wow, that's... <laughs> I mean, just that really flipped the switch there. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's not the problem. It's the solution. And uh, you, you, talk, you mentioned just really quickly, too, just about, you know, what impacts the head, what impacts the heart, impacts the hand. Man, do you even mind just breaking that down or even diving just a little bit further on uh, what impacts the head, what impacts the heart, what impacts the hand, practically speaking for people, too? Just you mind diving just a little bit more into that just for a moment. Yeah, so, you know, the, the reason I say you, you have to focus on the mind is Jesus says you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So it starts in the head, and, and the truth is that God has always been and always will be supremely good. The reason I start there is because you think about the lie that Adam and Eve believed in the garden after chapters 1 and 2 in Genesis are all about the goodness of God. Seven different times it says God saw all that he made, and behold, it was very good. Mm-hmm. He, it's a display of his goodness. And then what does Satan do in the, in the garden? Did God really say that? You won't surely die. God just knows that when you eat of the fruit, you're going to be like him. And then it says that Eve then saw that the fruit was good, and it was desirable to eat. And so what you see is you see Eve redefining what is good. Mm. And so you have to start in the head just saying, God has always been and always will be good. He's not trying to rip me off. He is not trying to rip me off. So when you start there and then the heart, you have to address the heart because Jesus tells us in Matthew 15 that out of the heart comes things like adultery. Sexual immorality proceed from the heart. And where you have to address in the heart is about what was in your head that God is infinitely good has not has not trickled down and turned into a heart of gratitude and worship. Okay, 
the the more grateful you are for the goodness of God, the less tendency you will have to make an idol out of sex and pornography. But the reason that we turn to pornography is because we don't believe that Jesus can satisfy our deep longing. So you have to identify your longings and then allow the goodness of God to satisfy those longings. And then when we talk about changing your hands, it's because Jesus told us in Matthew 5, if you're writing it, cause you to stumble and cut it off. Paul says in Romans 6, do not present the members of your body to unrighteousness. And so there has to be a change in your hands. And that is about managing the behavior. It's saying, you know what? I want to put myself in a situation to succeed. I know for me, when I was journeying out of porn, the question that I put before myself was, what do I need to do to put myself in a situation where there's not even a 1% chance of me looking at pornography? Just practically, what, what do I need to do? I want to make a change. But that change with your hands, and we use our hands to, to search for pornography. That's why I say we have to make a change there. Mm-hmm. But that, that changes step three, you know. Because what you think determines what you feel, and what you feel determines what you do. That makes sense. Yeah, it makes yeah, sense. That's, that's, that's really gold. And you just, yeah, have a lot of good stuff to chew on for people to do this week. So thank you so much, TA, for that. Yeah, absolutely. You bet. Man, it was a pleasure. Just thanks for helping people take one step forward in purity. Thank you. You bet. Good to be with you guys.